0: And welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill. Now, at the end of the previous episode, I discussed that this episode is the only episode that I, I, I believe that has ever scared me. Like it's like legit scared me. For Well, uh, a couple of scenes, but, um, this episode is, I, I guess you could say it's like part Easter, part Passover, because in this time, Passover is going to happen at the same time as Easter, which does happen every once in a while, but it's not very often. So, here we have, like I said, part Easter, part Passover, with this week's episode, Juba Cabra. And, I guess you guys are going to find out in just a few minutes why I was scared the first time I saw it. So with that said, let's get into this week's episode, Juba Cabra. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on April 4th, 2012. So a few days, excuse me, a few days before Easter. So our episode begins at Kyle's house where Kyle is waking up and he's getting some breakfast when he hears his mother is talking to somebody. The person that he's talking to is Cartman. And apparently, Mrs. Broflovsky is teaching Cartman about Passover. And Kyle does not buy into this whole thing of Cartman wanting to learn about Passover and the history of Passover. So after Kyle kicks him out, we get Cartman's Passover Holiday Special featuring the Juba Cabra. So... We see a line of kids as they're going to sign up for the annual Easter egg hunt when Cartman tells the guys about the jubacabra and how the jubacabra goes on kids and that, you know, it could be around. It could ruin everyone's Easter. And Clyde notices that there is a dead bird on the ground. And Cartman's like, The Juba Cabra did it! The Juba Cabra has done it! And Kyle's like, no. Don't you buy into that. You're either one of two things. A liar, or you're stupid. So, Cartman then recruits Butters after going into his room. They always break into Butters' room. You ever notice that? They break into Butters' room and... Cartman convinces Butters to go with him to catch the jubacabra because no one has ever gotten footage of it. So they go into the woods that night and they're making you know like the sounds that would get the jubacabra to come out like Jesus isn't real Jesus is alive you know all that stuff So the next day Cartman goes to the superfoods and it's super with two O's and this grocery store is the sponsor of the Easter egg hunt so Cartman tries to show them the video of the jubicabra he basically is trying to convince them that this jubicabra is real so they're able to slow the footage down and they see this blur, th- this blur of something. Hartman says that it is the Juba And, you know, superfoods, their number one priority is fun and safety. And the, the, big boss of the place he asks one of his employees what are the odds that this gets canceled this jubacabra can ruin our easter egg hunt and he's like 0.00000001% 000 000 chance oh my god we've got to get this kid everything he wants so there are three helicopters flying, and they ask him, "What's the first place you want to go?" And he says, Nassau. Well, that's because Carmen wants to ride on a slide, where the slide goes past shark tanks. Okay, so that's a good way of you know abusing the uh, the the individual's um, way of getting. You know, their helicopter. So after he's done, they fly back, and he's like, we gotta go back to Colorado. We gotta show them the proof. So, they are heading to the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, and yes, it is an actual organization. I'm going to talk about them in a minute. And Kyle comes, and you know, they're talking about the Juba cover, and Kyle reiterates again: "You're either a liar or you're stupid." Cause somebody tell my brother about that with Bigfoot? Like seriously, like he's really into this whole Bigfoot thing, and it's like, is it real? Is it you know? Do we want it to be real? I'm not really sure. So, uh, the Bigfoot. Research, organiz- research Bigfoot field researchers organization is part of what is called cryptozoology and it is a pseudoscience and subculture that searches for and studies unknown legendary or extinct animals whose present existence is disputed or unsub- unsubstantiated, particularly those popular in folklore such as Bigfoot. The Loch Ness Monster, Yeti, the Yeti, the Chubacabra, the Jersey Devil, or the Bembe. Cryptozoologists refer to these entities as cryptids, a term coined by the subculture. Because it does not follow the scientific method, cryptozoology is considered a pseudoscience by mainstream science. It is neither a branch of zoology nor of folklore studies. It was originally founded in the nineteen fifties by zoologists Bernard Hoovermans and Ivan T. Sanderson. Scholars have noted that the subculture rejected mainstream approaches from an early date and that adherents often express hostility to mainstream science. Scholars have studied cryptozoologists and their influence, including the pseudosciences association with young earth creationism, noted parallels in cryptozoology and other pseudosciences, such as ghost hunting and UFOology, and highlighted uncritical media propagation of cryptozoologist claims. Now, I will say, uh, when I grew up in Maryland and was living in Maryland, uh, I, I I lived in Prince George's County, and, and we, had, we had our own uh, kind of myth called the Goat Man. And basically, it was, uh, if, if I remember correctly, and I, I know I have listeners in Maryland, so please, if I get it wrong, you can correct me. The Goat Man is basically like, it was a scientist, and he was doing an experiment or something, and... He ended up becoming the goat man. Uh, that that was the one that I had growing up. So, uh, if, if you have any one of yours, let me know. I, I'm, I'm kind of interested. So, anyway, they take the footage to the researchers. And they confirm that it is evidence of an actual jubacabra. But while they're watching it, they notice that there's some yellow and red and orange coloring on the Jubacabra. And Cartman, who is thinking, okay, this is all one big prank, is now like, oh, w- wait a minute, this might actually be real. So, Cartman, is he can't sleep that night. He just cannot sleep. So he calls Kyle and Kyle's like really do, do, do we really have to go through this and he hangs up the phone and throws it so cartman then goes into a church and he's got his um he's got his cross necklace he's probably doing a few Hail Marys and he's in the church meanwhile token craig and butters are outside of the church protecting him in case the jubicabra does come. So then, there is a shake. There's a knock at the door. And Carmen is scared to death. And Carmen's asking for the guys. Well, the guys aren't responding. So... Cartman radios in the Butters, and he's like, Well, where did you guys go? He's like, oh, we went to the wing, uh, wing restaurant. We were getting some wings. And Carver's like, oh, I want some wings too. So then there's a side door to the church that is starting to shake. And it's the superfoods people. And they're like, look, we can't take any risks. We want to have a safe and happy Easter. So what they decide to do is they dress Cartman up in an Easter Bunny outfit, chain him to a cement block, and then they paint blood all over Cartman to be a sacrifice to the JubaCabra. And they just leave him. And Cartman is now scared. He is just scared. Meanwhile, the Superfoods people then go to Kyle's house. And they're like, hi, Superfoods, we are not an anti-Semitic grocery store. But we thought we should let you know that your friend is being chained and sacrificed to the jubacabra. Thank you! So, Kyle begrudgingly goes to the park where Cartman is chained up. And Kyle is like, alright, I'll let you free if you admit to me right now that the Jubacabra is is not real. So, at first, Cartman does admit that it's a lie, and then he says something else that ticks off Kyle, and Kyle just leaves him. Meanwhile, as this has happened, we see, like, red vision. And it's like, okay, what's going on? Well, it's the Bigfoot researchers, and they see this thing. And Now, their thing, and this is a completely different thing. So, the one member, which calls Cartman a bunny man, takes a tranquilizer dart, shoots Cartman, and basically knocks Cartman out. So then, after they've done it, they're like, okay, well, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to prove what we did? Da, I got the gun. We can show them the gun. And they're like, okay, well, where can we take this to? Da, we can take it to Animal Planet. So they're going, to take, <laughs> they're going to take the gun, and they're going to go to the Animal Planet, and they're going to be like, we should make a documentary about the Bunny Man. So meanwhile, Cartman, who is unconscious from the tranquilizer dart, he starts to have a dream. He is in ancient Egypt. And the plagues are coming. So we have the swarm of locusts and we have the downpour of frogs. And Cartman, who is playing in this dream, the Pharaoh's son, talks to, and and this is in quotes, his Hebrew friend Kyle. And Kyle is telling him, Look, our God is upset. The Pharaoh should have let us free. They should have let us go. But no. Now, you know, he's God is mad and he is doing this to punish you all. So, Carbon gets scared. Now, we're going to get to the part where when I saw this for the very first time, it legit scared me. Now I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say before I get into it, I did watch this with the lights off. I, I was in my bedroom that the night that this aired, so I remember. I remember watching this episode. So we start off the final act with Cartman going to his dad, the Pharaoh, and they even mention how you know, like Egypt treating the you know the Jews is kind of like what the Confederacy did with African Americans, treating him as slaves, you know. So then they break in the song about how nothing is going to happen. And then Cartman goes to this lamb who is standing in the street, and he's holding this lamb, and he's singing to this lamb, when all of a sudden, Kyle's parents takes the lamb slits its throat and wipes the blood on the doors. Because remember, you know, in, in the story of Moses, anyone who had the blood of a lamb covered on their door, they would be passed over. They would not be killed by this 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 final plague. So we see all the Jewish people killing these lambs. And this is scaring Cartman. And, as this is happening, he passes by these Egyptian kids, and they're starting to die. And they're dying in different ways. So then Cartman gets to the palace, he sees his dad, and then Cartman's dad, or Cartman's head, pardon me, blows up. And Cartman is killed in the dream. And this terrifies Cartman. So Kyle then gets up and I I notice the time. See, I I notice some of the small stuff. 3.08 in the morning. And this is reminiscent of the scene in The Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Kyle goes to the park. He's got a blanket and he's got cutters. He cuts Cartman free. Puts the blanket over Cartman. He takes Cartman to his house. He gets, you know, he takes his shoes off and has him in bed. So now we go to Easter Sunday. He, so, you know, they're having the Easter egg hunt. And then all of a sudden, here comes Cartman. And I guess what they're going for pardon me, what they're going for here is a bit of the ending of A Christmas Carol with Scrooge. You know, after he'd been visited by three ghosts here, Carbon is like, I, you know, I was saved. I don't know how. And he's converted to Judaism. And the you know the people don't care, and they continue their Easter egg hunt. And Carmen goes to Kyle, and Carmen apologizes for what happens or what happened, and he understands. You know what it's like to be mocked, and Carmen wishes Kyle a happy Passover, and Kyle wishes Carmen a happy Passover, huh? And then. As we go to the final shot. In the sun. Is the star of David. Shining. And that. Is the end. Of Jubacabra. Now before I get. Into my thoughts on the episode and. Give it a grade. I, I do want to talk about what. They're parroting which is. The Chubacabra. So. So. The chupacabra, literally is, translates to goat sucker from Spanish, is a legendary creature in the folklore of parts of the Americas with its first purported sightings reported in Puerto Rico in 1995. The name comes from the animal's reported vampirism, the chupacabra is said to attack and drink the blood of livestock, including goats. Physical descriptions of the creature vary. Some describe it as reptilian and alien-like. Generally, as a heavy creature the size of a small bear with a row of spines reaching from the neck to the base of the tail. Others depict it as more dog-like. Sightings have been reported in Puerto Rico since the 1970s, and this creature has since been reported as far north as Maine, as far south as Chile, and even outside the Americas in countries like Russia and the Philippines. All of the reports are anecdotal and have been disregarded as uncooperated or lacking evidence. Sightings in northern Mexico and the southern United States have been verified as canids afflicted by man- manage. According to biologists and wildlife management officials, the chupacabra is an urban legend. Now, this has been, now the chupacabra itself... Uh, It's been in pop culture. It's been in a lot of like TV shows and movies. I remember many years ago, there was an episode of Phineas and Ferb where they were going to look for the chubacabra, and there's even a song where they do, you know, where they sing about the chubacabra. I don't remember the rest of the episode, but I just remembered those little bits. Um, Chupacabra is the debut or is the name of the debut album of Imani Coppola. Uh, in the Magic: The Gathering set Rivals of Ixalan, introduced a card named Ravenous Chupacabra in January of 2018. The Chupacabra was included as one of several vinyl figurines in Cryptozoic Entertainment's Kryptkin's blind box toy line in 2018. Chubacabra was the title of the mid season finale of season four of Grimm, and the search for a Chubacabra was featured in the 1997 X Files episode El Mundo Gira. So, those are some of the references in pop culture of the Chubacabra. Now, as far as Jubacabra goes, Wow, um, I I really don't know what to think about this episode, to be honest. Um, in a way, I understand that Cartman is trying to make fun of the Jews again, this time coming up with a fake animal. But it not only does it backfire on him... But he actually learns a valuable lesson. And I think that's the whole point of the story. Like I said, the final, like towards the end, when they're slaughtering the lambs and you see all this stuff, that was the part that scared me when I first saw it. That's the one that gave me like the heebie jeebies. Watching it again, it wasn't as bad watching it. Of course, I probably because I watch it in the daytime. Maybe that's it. Um, I, I, I I, don't know. I just really couldn't get into this episode. There really weren't that many jokes. I'm not really sure where Trey and Matt were going with this one. So, I'm going to give this a five. It's going to be in the middle. I'm, I'm going to give it a five. Now, I do want to mention, before I get into one critic uh, reaction that, apparently in the episode, the song Maniac was featured, but I don't know where. So if anyone could tell me where it's featured, that would be wonderful. So, Jacob Kleinman of the International Business Times thought the episode was generally solid, though not as funny as the previous week's episode. Kleinman singled out the Ancient Egypt sequence as his favorite, and also thought that the manner in which Cartman's jubicabra stories backfired on him were hilarious, historic, and extremely shocking. Um, There are no other notes on this, so let's get into IMDB and see what they thought of this episode. Over 2,100 people have rated this episode, and the average rating is a 6.7 out of 10. 579 people gave it a 7, 258 people gave it a 10, 183 people gave it a 5, that's the score I'm giving this week's episode, and 82 people gave it a 1. To break it down to demographics, the average rating for males was a 66 with its highest demographic being in the 45 and over category. Normally, it's females, but this week it's males, with an average rating of a 6.7. The under-18 category has an average rating of a 7.5. However, only two people rated it, so I'm not going to count that. For females, the average rating is a 7, with its highest demographic being in the 18-29 to category, with an average rating... Of a 7.4. So this one, uh, not well liked to say the least. We got a couple of reviews, so let's check out these reviews. Gonna start off with Mauricio House, a very short one, who wrote. I had a lot of fun with this chapter. I laughed a lot and I love Cartman's nightmare where he is an ancient Egyptian in the biblical story of the Exodus. Wow. What a thrilling review that was. The other review is from Spencer Kim 1214 who wrote, "Cartman spreads rumor about mysterious creature from Mexico which he calls it Jubacabra." He tapes the evidence with his video camera and warns kids and people about the danger of upcoming Easter egg hunt. Bit religious warning. This is episode where it shows both sides of Egyptians and Hebrews. It balances your thoughts to both sides so that the story doesn't just focus on one side. Although this isn't the episode that makes you laugh hard and cry, it has pretty interesting story. I definitely enjoyed it and I highly recommend it. Wow. Okay, I'm actually surprised by the positive reviews on this one. I didn't think there'd be many positive reviews on this one, but I guess I was wrong. So, uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, like I said, this is like half Easter, half Passover. You could call it any way you want. and uh, <laughs> Well, it's a holiday episode, I guess. You can follow the show on Twitter at sharkspond 97 and you can join our Facebook group Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where you can join other fans to discuss past and present episodes and when they do come up, future episodes. Next time around, we're going to be talking about a topic that is still strong to this day. That is bullying. As the next episode will be Butterballs. And this one features my absolute favorite South Park song of all time. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to another episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all next time.